everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. And I remember when I started my business, I had a mentor. And the first thing he made me do was get rid of my television. And I was a little upset that he made me do that. You know, uh, I really liked my TV at the time. And what he began to show me was there were things in my life that were taking up a lot of time. And if I really wanted to be successful, if I really cared about achieving a certain goal, then there were things in my life I needed to remove. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today we have an amazing guest. We have Robert Bass here. Robert, please tell us who are you and what's your mission? Yes, thank you for having me on today. My name is Robert Bass. I'm a former tennis athlete, Mercedes-Benz technician, a previous personal training business owner that God has really transformed my life. And I'm currently a pastor and an author. So God has been doing some amazing things in my life. And I'm very passionate passionate about helping other people grow closer to God and achieve all that God has for them. I didn't know you were a tennis athlete, but I'm happy to hear that because I love to hear the perspective of athletes because I feel like athletes just know how to go hard and commit to doing something and get it done. (laughs) Tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. I opened up a personal training business when I was about 25 years old, and that started because I was working for Mercedes-Benz as a technician at the time, and I got into a motorcycle accident. And through that accident, I had to learn to walk again, and I really went through this journey of learning what your body can do. And it began to open my eyes of what is possible for us. And so I went to school and started studying about health and nutrition, me wanting to know more, wanting to help other people. And so I opened up a personal training business where I would travel to people's homes because I began to see everybody was going to a gym. Everybody was going to one location. And so I wanted to be different. I brought the gym to everyone else. I brought the gym to the people who didn't want to go to a gym, who wanted to work out at home or a park or a different location. And so I saw an opportunity to do something that not a lot of people were doing at the time was to bring health and fitness into the homes. And so that really began my career as a personal trainer. That's amazing. And I can see how everything lends itself to everything else. When you were a tennis athlete, what would you say were mindset things that you would do to really get yourself focused? Being an athlete, you really have to learn to overcome and you have to learn to be okay with failure. And I learned that as a tennis athlete is to be okay with not always winning, not always being successful, and to learn to work hard for something. Uh, As an athlete, you actually train and prepare for moments more than you do the actual moment. You practice for weeks and weeks and weeks before you ever have a tournament or you have a game. And so it is actually in the preparation and practice that has been so important in my life being okay in that time, in that season, in the preparing. And so just like when I went to launch my business, there was a lot that I had to do to prepare to even start the business. And it can be so easy to take those moments for granted when in the preparation, in just getting started and practicing and getting going is so huge. And it's a great step forward. Many get discouraged before they ever get there. So well said. I think people think of taking action. But if you don't prepare, you will literally hurt yourself if you take action without preparing. And I know you've got a fantastic book on the way or that's just been published. Please tell us about the book and what's the premise of Hidden Fruit? I'm really excited to have released this new book, Hidden Fruit. As a pastor, I've noticed so many people who don't have joy. 
who don't have peace, who seem to walk through situations and not have patience and not be willing to walk things out. And so this book is all about how to live with the fruit of the Holy Spirit from Galatians 5. God doesn't always promise that life is going to be good and easy, but he does promise to be with us. And so the fruit of the Holy Spirit is God's presence being with us, that in spite of what we go through, we can have love. We can have joy and peace and patience. And so my hope is that when someone would read it, that they would be able to experience those things in their life. So important to our audience of entrepreneurs that's listening. Part of our motto here is that we want to bring faith together with business. I believe it's crucial because a lot of times when we're driving for success and things aren't going our way and they won't always go your way and success is not is you know it's 15 years in the making and if you're so focused on that success that's going to take 15 years you lose your joy you lose your patience you lose everything in that endeavor to get to that place so um, I'll let you speak about this Robert how can an entrepreneur apply fruitfulness to the way they do business? Fruitfulness is so important to understand. And so I would ask that question. We need to know why we do things. The why is so important because if we don't know why we have a business or why we're trying to have a product or make this world better, if we don't know the why, then we'll get very discouraged. And it can be easy to give up or not have the motivation that we need if we don't understand the why is what is driving us to produce the fruit in our life. And so being fruitful comes from knowing our why. And so when I know why I do something, then I can live a life with love and joy and peace in my business. And that is so important because when other people see us and our business, they should see the joy that we have when we do what we do. When we're at work or when we talk about our business or when we talk about our product, people should see that we love it, that we love what we do. They should see the joy that comes out of us because we're so excited versus I hear so many people say, oh, it's so hard to be a business owner or it's so hard to you know, be in this industry or in that way. But I believe that in every aspect of our life, God is with us and we can experience the fruit of his presence in every single thing that we do. The other day I was virtually speaking to someone and the moment I asked them about their business, I literally could see that they were annoyed because I got that maybe things aren't going so well. Or maybe the person is just fed up. But the thing is, like you said, if somebody asks you about your business and you respond in that way, there isn't that excitement and joy and if you don't have it then definitely nobody else you tell about it is going to have any excitement or joy towards your business and you know how do you sell to people if you don't have that energy and that enthusiasm about what you do now i know that your first two books were a lot about purpose how do we stay on purpose while we're trying to compete in this market with because i think you know competing for clients and you can easily get caught up how do we stay on purpose? So for me, you know, back to that why, really knowing why I started the journey was so important. Me, when I started my personal training business, I didn't want other people to have to go through what I went through. I was motivated initially, I would even say by the wrong reasons. And so down my entrepreneurial journey, I had to really stop and reflect and say, why am I really doing this? Like, what motivates me? Why do I wake up every single morning when we start every single day? Today, I'm going to make a difference 
in everything that I do, whether someone is the CEO or whether there's someone who they think that their job doesn't matter, is that every single person has a purpose in what they do and they matter. And so knowing that, no matter what I did, whether I was a Mercedes-Benz technician, whether I was a tennis athlete, everything that I did, every practice that I did, every small task has a purpose. And so not getting discouraged when we wake up and we feel like, oh, what I'm doing today doesn't matter. But it actually does because it's a part of what we're doing. And so it's so important to know, just like practice in the tennis and as an athlete, know this is so important. And I need to give today my absolute best because where I'm going is so important. And so knowing that, knowing our why, knowing that we have a purpose that's going to drive us each and every day will make a big difference in how we respond to not only the success in our business, but the setback and failure. If you move from the business to being a pastor, I think that's even a harder challenge, actually, than the business. It'd be interesting to hear from you, Robert, because this is just an outsider's perspective. And when you're selling a product and you can show the transformation, you can tell your story of how you recovered and you can share that transformation with the client, it's almost easy. But now you have a message and you need to inspire people around a message and you need to inspire people with how you live, how you think, how you do everything. But I think for entrepreneurs, it's very important because if we can take from the way people do things in different spaces, this is very important. What has been your biggest challenge moving from business to being a pastor? Wow, my biggest challenge. Well, luckily as a technician, I would fix cars. As a personal trainer, I would fix people more and now as a pastor, helping people spiritually. So luckily there was some things that were very similar, but my biggest challenge is actually knowing that I can't fix anyone, that it's up to God to fix them. And even when I owned a personal training business, like you can't make people buy your product or buy your service, can't force customers to like what you do. And that is a really big challenge. For me, it's really trusting that I'm going to give it my absolute best every single day and that I'm actually going to put my faith in God to do what I can't do. So even though I'm going to give 100% of myself, that I'm going to do everything that I possibly can every single day, there's actually still a step of faith that I need to make. And the Bible actually talks about this in Hebrews 11. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So even in my business, even in my journey, there's going to be steps of faith each and every person needs to make. And it's healthy to make certain steps of faith. And I would say one of those is just rest. I know it's so hard for entrepreneurs and business owners to rest, but actually taking a day of rest during the week shows God that we trust him, that we're not going to work seven days a week and that we're actually going to take some time of rest to be with friends, family, and enjoy the life that we actually have. So even taking a day of rest is trusting God to do what he can do instead of us doing everything in our strength. Thank you for sharing that. Even as you talk about how we're limited in what we do, I think for entrepreneurs, for coaches, for entrepreneurs who maybe sell courses and that kind of, they can really identify with that. You may have the best course. You may do the best coaching. I know, and I think you'd agree with me, Robert. Let me know that you cannot bring about a person's transformation. 
faith comes into how you do business because if you think you can just because you're good at coaching or you're good at you know creating a course if you think you can make that outcome be positive you cannot and that reality that you cannot apart from faith it can really discourage it can really make a person just you know throw up their arms and quit but you have to know what you're capable of doing and do that to the best and let god do the rest Robert, tell me for yourself, when you hit those places of kind of being stuck, how do you go through that? That's such a good question because we're going to have those moments. We're going to have moments where we have setbacks, we have discouragement, things didn't work out the way we wanted them to. Those are very real moments. For some of us, you may have those moments every day. And so for me, it's so important how I start my day. How I start my day really sets my mind for how the day is going to go. So even though I may have a hard day, I started the day with something positive and with a win. And so for me, I start my day reading my Bible, listening to some sort of music that is going to keep my mind encouraged, upbeat. I love to listen to worship music, something that is going to start my day on the right mindset, because then I have one win. I have one successful moment already. I'm already moving in the right direction versus hitting the ground running from the moment we wake up. To me, it really does affect the rest of my day. And then one of the things that a mentor taught me in the business world a long time ago is before you go to sleep, no matter how late that may be, is spend time reflecting on your day. And truly reflect, not just on the bad things that happened or the things you could have done better, but if it takes writing it down to write it down, write down the things that were wins, that were accomplishments, that you moved forward. Even if it was a tiny step, you moved it forward to write those things down. And then, yes, absolutely write down the things that you could improve on or the things that weren't accomplished from that day that need to get taken over to the next day. But starting your day off on the right foot and ending your day reflecting has been so helpful because I've noticed we all reflect, but if we're not intentional reflecting, then we will only reflect on the bad or what we could have done to improve instead of remembering all the great things that happened that day. So true. It's controlling what you can control. And then things will happen, but you've got control of certain things. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs, they say we struggle with getting the time to get fit. And we struggle with, and I'm sure being a pastor is the busiest ever, the demands of people on you. How do you make that time to work on keeping yourself fit, keeping yourself cared for, so that you can be able to pour into people? I'm going to give an answer that most people won't like. But everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. And I remember when I started my business uh, as a personal trainer, I had a mentor. And the first thing he made me do was get rid of my television, to get rid of the TV, to get rid of anything electronic that I had. And I was a little upset that he made me do that. You know, I really liked my TV at the time. And what he began to show me was there were things in my life that were taking up a lot of time. And if I really wanted to be successful, if I really cared about achieving a certain goal, then there were things in my life I needed to remove. If you wrote down everything you did in a 24-hour day, you could probably look back and see there's things that, well, why did I do that? 
I don't actually value that or I actually don't care a lot about that. Why did I make that decision? And so it goes back to the why. Why do we do what we do? If I value a healthy body, then why did I go and eat this certain kind of food? Oh, it's because I was busy. I didn't prepare ahead of time. Okay, well then let me fix that. And so when my mentor helped me see that there were things in my life taking up valuable time in my day, it helped me put the right things in that time slot in my life. And so for me, it was so, so important not only to focus on what I wanted to do, but to also focus on things that needed to be removed from my life to give me the time to go work out, to give me the time in my day to eat healthy or to prepare meals so I could have the energy to continue. That's so good. That's creating that list of priorities rather than just being caught up in the world of busyness. Now, how do you keep going after something? You're exercising and the match is far away or, you know, or the match is just finished and you have to keep doing this for the next match. How do you keep doing something even when you don't immediately see the reward? You know, one of the things that I tried to remember is if I really want something, then I have to be willing to pursue it long after the feeling is gone. When we first want to do something, the feeling's there, right? We're excited. We want to do it. But I have to be willing to go after something long after the feeling of what I want is gone. And we all have to admit, the feelings will fade. They'll change every single day. And so we have to know that those feelings, we're going to want to do it one day, not want to do it the next. We're going to wake up and we want to do it in the morning. But by the nighttime, when we're tired and exhausted, we won't do it. So I think it's so important for us to understand and to make sure we're aware that in spite of what we feel that we want to do, we have to, again, look at our goals, look at the purpose, why we do what we do, and keep that in front of us. I think that is going to be an important factor in continuing to go after and achieve our goals. What is the number one book that you would recommend to an early entrepreneur? Well, I would have to say for me, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey was a book that my business mentor made me read. And I didn't like reading at the time, but it allowed me to grow so, so much. I would say understanding how other successful people, how they think and their habits are so important in helping us achieve the success that we desire. That book has transformed my life when he made me read it because I don't think I practiced any of those habits. I don't think I did one of them when my mentor made me read it. And so to read something like that and for someone to say, hey, this is what successful people do, it was almost like, well, why would I not? If people that are successful are doing these habits, I want to be successful, so I should at least try it. And so for me, Even reading the book was a massive step forward just to acknowledge that, hey, I needed wisdom. I needed to know what other people did um, and and being humble enough to receive wisdom was a big step forward uh, for me. I'll tell you my favorite habits that stuck with me. I didn't even read the whole book. At that time, I wasn't a reader. I was just overwhelmed by the size of the book. But I just remember only one habit, to begin with the end in mind. Mm. And that's made the biggest difference for me because I always began the other way. I always thought about the beginning. I never thought about the end. And 
trying it that way, you know, you don't know where you're going. And so you don't know how to get there. And so everything looks like it's an opportunity. Everything looks like it's a possibility. But when you begin by thinking about the end, and then I hate this word, it sounds complex, you reverse engineer, but really you step back, you track back to what it is. What have you learned? The biggest lesson as an entrepreneur living a life of faith? I would say to not do it alone, to not try to be a successful business owner or a successful leader all by yourself. I've had friends and mentors that have changed my life. They've encouraged me when I needed to be encouraged. They have given me wisdom when I needed wisdom. They have given me a different perspective to see things differently from a different angle. And so for me, it has been life-changing not to do this journey alone. So I get to celebrate with people when I'm successful. And when I have failures, I have people that can pick me up to encourage me, to remind me of my goals, to remind me when I'm so upset because nothing's working, to remind me why I do what I do. And friends are really good at helping you keep the end in mind, to know and to keep you focused. And so for me, in my faith, at church, at home, with my family, it's not doing it by myself is the biggest advice that I have. Never, never isolate yourself. Reach out if you need help. Seek people out. Now, what has faith meant to you on your journey, Robert? Trusting God has brought me so much peace. To know that I have a heavenly father, that I have God that is for me, that is not against me, that wants me to succeed, that loves me, that is supporting me, that is cheering me on. That has been so important in my life. So to know that even God, even the person that I worship, that I serve is for me and that desires me to achieve the very best. And so for me, it's been so, so important to live a life focused, putting God first, trusting him, allowing him to speak into my life. And so I believe that God wants us to be successful in our businesses, in leadership, in everything that we do, because he's proud of us. He's proud of when we step out in faith and we trust him. Doing that and reminding myself that God is for me in this journey has been such an encouragement. Thank you for that. Now, Robert, tell me your personal approach to fruitfulness. I'll give you a sneak peek into the book for all your listeners. And so for me, I believe we can have all the fruit, right? All the fruit of the spirit, because that is the presence of God. And so the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, I believe we can experience all of the fruit, even self-control. So many people try to eat healthy or they try to exercise from their own strength. And this is why I feel like a lot of us aren't able to achieve certain goals is because we try to do it. So practically, it's remembering that I have the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit available to me to accomplish things. And so it's knowing that I don't have to walk alone. It's knowing that in a moment when I have a decision to make, that I don't have to make the decision alone that God is with me and he desires to be a part of it. His strength, 
His wisdom is a part of what we are doing. And so your listeners out there trying to eat healthy or exercise, the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. And so it's going to be really hard to do it all by yourself and in your own strength. And so knowing that you can resist temptation because there's a strength and power available for you. Uh, Thank you for that. Now to our audience, please go to www.hiddenfruitbook.com. That's one word, hiddenfruitbook.com to get this book by Robert Bass. Thank you, Robert, so much for your time. And thank you for the contribution you make. You're welcome. It's been an honor. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do me two massive favors. One, please share it with someone that you know would benefit from this information. And secondly, please leave us a review in your podcast listening app. This will help us grow the show and get bigger and bigger guests that will benefit you even more. Thank you so much for that. And again, thank you for your time. I absolutely value your time. Thank you for spending time with us listening to the Reinventing Perspectives podcast. Thank you and see you again next week.